Audio is recording. Video is recording. Woo-hoo. Let's get this started. Let's do it. All right. Podcast number 18? 18? I think 18. And as we get started, Evie's already upset. Evie, our dog. Uh, already upset. Assassins outside. <laughs> um, don't mind her. She'll stop in a second. Eh. It's always nice to have uh, her around. There's like a presence that she brings. Oh, Except my. for that. Gosh. Yeah, she's getting upset. Chill out, Ev. It's, it's all good. We'll talk to you later. She's just jealous. She's just jealous. Probably the mailman is outside, is my guess. She hates FedEx and UPS. All right. Stop. So while she calms down, <laughs> hopefully she calms down. Take she, a while. She normally sleeps during these things. Mm-hmm. Um, podcast number 18, we're going to be talking about the great debate of bilateral breathing. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> Very controversial. Mm. Tempers will flare. Flare. I was going to say explode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we will try our best to remain calm. Because we disagree. Spoiler. But if we say things that challenge the way that you perceive the way you should be swimming, mm-hmm. and especially breathing while you swim, mm-hmm. I want to hear about it. I, I'm I'm asking people yes, let us to know. yell profanities while they're in their car at us, but write us. We <laughs> are encouraging <laughs> road rage, apparently. R- write us uh, after you've gotten your rage out mm-hmm. with about your thoughts. About your opinion. Because I'm always curious how people think about these things. So yes. I'm, I'm going to be a gentleman. Oh. And because I'm also... Uh, kind of an expert. I don't know if I'm really an expert in anything. Oh, self-proclaimed. Self- <laughs> self-proclaimed expert. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. Oof. So why don't you share... Guys, I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> it's also a tactic to throw you off your game. Oh my gosh. So is this is debate class? Why don't you... Mm-hmm. You didn't prepare a statement? <sighs> oh my gosh. My opening remarks. Oh my God. Uh. So go ahead. What do you think? Well, how do you prefer my self-proclaimed non-expert self? I used to only breathe to one side. Which side? To the right. Your dominant side. Yeah. Okay. I'm right-handed. Although I think I look better from the left side. You think you look better? Oh, you're you're when yeah, you take think, a photo. I think that's like my side. I don't know, but if I like tilt, I guess your left side's prettier. You guys. <laughs> That was a joke. Hidden, helpful hint from this podcast. Know your angles in photographs and videos. Anyway, just a tidbit. I always like to help. I'm getting faces. He's making faces because I'm not talking about swimming. Anywho, yes, I would always read to my right side. Growing up, the phrase you hate that I use when we talk about swimming, but that was when I predominantly trained the most. Um... However, at a certain point in time, that is also the side that I developed shoulder and neck problems. I have a tear in my shoulder labrum on that side. It's from shot put, not swimming. Parentheses, I think. Close parentheses. I'm I'm waiting for the the bilateral breathing part. Yeah, I'm getting there. (laughs) Anyway, I started having problems on that side. And so my coach at the time, no, I don't remember who it was or when this was. Mm-mm. was like oh well you're just putting too much strain on your neck by breathing to the same side 
yada 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 why don't you try breathing to both sides so i did and my pain went away Ooh. however yes as i've learned in the past few years since (laughs) meeting you the expert self-proclaimed (laughs) self-proclaimed we found out that i maybe didn't have the greatest head position while breathing to one of the sides yeah i don't remember which one i don't know i always i always prefer you breathing to your left it's a much better looking breath. Yeah, you say I pick my head up a little when I so it must be to the my right. right. Yeah, it's got to be. But anyway, so I started breathing to both sides, and I never stopped because it also prevented me from doing that gallop stroke that I feel like people actually really like. But when you break it down, it's bad for you and not as efficient as you could be because you have technically speaking, it's downtime. not as efficient. Yep. Um, I never wanted. I actually did want to swim like that at one point because I'm like, all oh, the fast guys in my practice swim this way. I should try to swim this way. Hated it. Yeah, it's not something that should be forced. No, but if every time I breathe to one side, I could do that. But when I breathe to both sides, I couldn't do that. Um, Now I breathe to both sides all the time. I pretend in my head that it keeps my neck strain-free. <laughs> like placebo effect. I guess. I mean, I was younger. I didn't really know. I well, still we can, don't really we can know. We kind of think about this and think our way through it. There mm-hmm. is a possibility that you were taking breaths in a way mm-hmm. that it was bothering your neck. Right. That is possible, correct? And so, absolutely. You could have been turning your head too much. Mm-hmm. When you really think about it and, and understand a good breath in freestyle, and we are talking about freestyle right now, mm-hmm. um, there's not a lot of neck movement. It shouldn't take that much movement from your neck. Yes. So if there's a strain in your neck, there's probably something structurally wrong or you Structur- just... Structurally wrong with me? With anybody. All right, if someone's neck is, is feeling strained from turning it to to breathe, mm-hmm. either there's something structu- structurally wrong there that's not allowing mobility or you're turning your head too much and you're straining your neck in order to get that breath. And this is the always the interesting thing about problem solving or coaching. Just in general. Yeah, I think so at least. Uh, your coach said, oh, we'll just breathe to the, the left side as well. Correct. And so that was a strategy, in my opinion, of avoidance. That okay. side hurts. Not, let's not take a closer look and see why it hurts, but let's just avoid that side. Right, so Just now to like you've... not have to work on my technique, you mean? Exactly, exactly. Oh, because they didn't actually have time, or they just didn't even perceive it to be an issue, and just said, "Well, this is easy, how we'll fix it." Easy. Here's the duct tape of the uh, swimming world. Avoid it. Right. Right. But I found also like when I started doing anything in open water, I appreciated breathing to both sides because sometimes if you only breathe to one side. You're staring directly into the sun, which in case no one's looked directly into the sun, I'm pretty sure everyone has looked directly into the sun. We're all pretty dumb. That sucks. You can't control where the sun shines. Yeah. Um, So having both sides available and knowing how to do it, I think it's definitely something everyone needs to have in their arsenal. Agreed. Let's break this down by event and distance. Okay. So we obviously are talking only about freestyle. Correct. So... 50 freestyle. Shouldn't be a breath at all. But if you have to breathe, it's very, very few breaths. I think one to two is okay. Two to four max, right? Okay. First 25, though, you really don't need to breathe, in my opinion. 
technically, if you're going to take a breath in a 50, it should be on the first 25 and not on the second 25. Why? However, wouldn't you be losing your momentum by doing because that? you have more momentum going at the start because of your dive. So you want to uh, utilize that, take the breath. Then when you don't actually need it, because the oxygen you have in your body won't be realized until after the race. Okay. Cause it's so short. Okay. Right. The 50 for the 50. Right. Right. So, well, strategy there is, yeah, avoid your breath. Don't breathe. Not a bad strategy for a 50. For a 100, not an unsimilar strategy. Strategy. You okay. want to limit the amount of time that you take breath. So maybe there's an argument to breathe every three, but I would actually say that's too frequent in a 100. That seems way too frequent. Yeah. I would say something more like, I don't know, every four to eight breaths do you think, in a hundred. I guess as an aside to what we're talking about, do you think that you should always have a pattern that you stick to for each race that you have? Because I've never no. done that. No. Okay. You don't need a pattern. Okay. Uh, these are general... Musings? General concepts in that like we want to keep it uh, simple for, for language purposes and say, okay, every four. Well, within every four, you might take a breath on the second stroke just because you need that breath who knows or you okay we'll get here we'll get there but or you need to kind of look to see where someone is next to you right so okay so that's for the 100 and in my opinion anything after 100 you should be breathing every other stroke that's so much breathing it's so much air who in Why? their right mind wouldn't want that air because your body is being mm. fueled by the oxygen that you're giving it, All right? Swimming is a weird mix of aerobic and anaerobic. It's not mm -hmm. as straightforward as, say, running. But okay. with that, a 200 is an aerobic event. It is not anaerobic like the 50 or the 100. So you have to supply your body with oxygen because if you don't, you go into oxygen debt okay. and then you fail really quickly. Now, this is where I have a problem with bilateral breathing. Bilateral breathing doesn't just mean breathing every three or every five or every seven or every nine. Bilateral breathing literally means you can breathe on both sides. You don't have to keep that pattern though. Okay. Right? Does Correct. that make sense? Yes. So I always want people personally to pick one side to get proficient on first. Like when you're learning or just when you're in learning general? Or in general, right? Because we can always kind of refine and refine and refine. We could always be a little bit better, right? Right. I mean, that's why Olympic swimmers have coaches. Y yes, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you can get one side really good and you feel mm -hmm. very confident in it, then start working on the opposite side because you need the skill to be able to breathe on both sides. I you hear that you need it. You do. You need the skill to breathe on both sides. Does that mean I win? No. Debate over because you don't need to breathe every three strokes. It's it's a falsehood. I think it's also say like I think it's important to make the distinction that it it should be different between your practices and your races. What? I disagree with that statement. You really? might want to clarify that. I will breathe every... I guess every other stroke if I'm doing bilateral in practice. 
Is that every other? No, bilateral would be every three. Every three? <laughs> Good thing this isn't a podcast about math. Um, <laughs> or counting. Or counting. <laughs> Not even math. Or cycling, as one of our listeners like to point out, which I think we made pretty clear. We don't know shit, okay, about cycling. <laughs> if we didn't make that clear in the previous one where we talked about cycling, I'm sorry. We don't know shit about it, okay? Now I've cleared that up. Or nutrition. Or nutrition or pretty much anything. I know nothing. Um <laughs> I will breathe every three in practice, but, but in a race. you don't do that in a race? No. I breathe much less in a race. Well, it depends on distance. But I also wasn't a freestyler. Mm. I, I competed in freestyle at meets simply because in like middle school and high school, you ha- quote unquote have to do certain things because your coaches make you. Sure. You're not allowed to specialize or whatever. You should not be specializing that young, no. Um, but I definitely didn't breathe that much when I had to race in freestyle. And so the, I also never really did anything over the long course 400. Um, the rule is how you compete is how you practice. So if you're practicing differently than how you race. Well, you're not supposed to sprint your practices unless your I coach de- tells you to. It depends on what you're working on. Right. I'm just so saying I'm, you shouldn't make I'm, a blanket statement like that. No, that's true, though. That is a true statement. Hands down, across the I'm board, no matter what. I'm not going to swim butterfly in practice for 50s working on a drill no, that but I would do you, for my 100 in a race. What you would do is make sure that you practice that race pace as often as possible so you don't get used to right, swimming but slowly. that's what I'm saying. You shouldn't make a blanket statement. That is not a blanket statement. How you practice... Or it's not a negative blanket statement. Sure, it's a blanket I statement. Didn't say the word negative. It's how you practice is how you're going to compete. That's how we're built. That's how our brains work. The more often you do something, when you go to a high stress scenario like a, a competition or a race, you revert back to what you know. Yeah, I understand that so you need you to practice at race paces sometimes, race pace, but not all the time. But also breathing patterns, because that's what you know. I always use this example, and I'm sure I've used this example on this podcast before. I started swimming, breathing to only my right side. My right shoulder started to hurt, and just like your coach, my coach said, oh, breathe to your left side. And it took me a really long time to get comfortable breathing to my left side, Mm -hmm. and I now almost exclusively breathe to my left side. By the way, did not fix my shoulder. But when I jump into open water now, the first 100 yards or so, I breathe to my right because it's ingrained in me. It's it's there. It's that neuro pathway has been cut so deeply. Mm-hmm. That's what it reverts to. Right. So how you train, how you practice is what you're going to do in a competition or a race scenario. So how you practice should absolutely be the same way of how you compete. As close to those conditions as possible. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. But not for the whole practice. Oh, you're practice. not buying this. No, I agree with you, but I'm not sprinting a whole practice. Well, that's what like USRPT is based off of. That's I don't, the whole I don't idea. train USRPT. I know that, and that's the whole point Explain of USRPT. USRPT. We've talked. I think we talked about this in a previous podcast. U- USRPT. I'm going to get this wrong. Ultra US. <laughs> so no, help that's me out here. US, that's two U's. Hold, please. Googling. 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 I never get the acronym. Ultra right. short race pace, pace training. training. Right, because the goal is as soon as you hear that beep to jump off the block, mm-hmm. your body should be conditioned to swim that speed. Because if you've given it the opportunity 
to swim majority of the time at a casual speed, you will go to that speed. This is why USRPT training, it is boring and repetitive, but can be very beneficial. Mm-hmm. Make sense? I understand but what you're saying. But it's the same thing with the breathing pattern. If you're going to set a breathing pattern in practice, you best believe that's what you're going to do in a meet. And if you're not, then you're thinking about your breathing pattern at the swim meet or at the open water race or whatever. And now you're distracting yourself from the task at hand. Right. Right. So practice how you compete. Now, with that said, open water is a little bit different. So we talked just about talked about anything higher than a 200 freestyle. My preference is for people to breathe every other stroke mm-hmm. so that they don't go into oxygen debt. But they should be able to breathe to both sides because in a 200 at a high level, you might want to kind of sneak a peek and see what's going on in the lane on your right side if you only breathe to your left I or vice versa. I was going to say that. It's good to know your competition is if you're swimming in a pool. Absolutely. And same thing in open water, right? Um, I think w- most people are surprised to find out, and they'll see this in 2020 and the Olympics in August. Distance swimmers now, it's very common for distance swimmers to take a double breath before they go into a flip turn. What? What? Yeah. So as they approach their flip, they take a breath on their stroke and then they take a breath before they flip so that they How don't Are they, t- are they lifting in- their head up like we're sighting? No, no, no. They take it to the side. I they don't go, understand what you're right, saying. Breathe to the left, flip. That's what they do. So Not all of them, but some of them will. Stroke, breath, stroke, breath, flip. flip. That yep. sounds awful. It sounds crazy. And it's, it's I feel like my body would stop moving. It's completely contrary to what I was always taught Have which you was ever done that? don't breathe into the walls but for that distance the 800 the mile those distances the thousand whatever um those distances require so much oxygen it is aerobic that those specific swimmers find it beneficial to take in more oxygen as they go into a flip so that their body can process that oxygen as they're underwater coming off the wall. That just sounds terrible. It does sound a little terrible. Sure and I have done it before, I've yes. ever had has told me never to breathe in the flags. Yeah, For exactly. those of you who don't swim in a pool, the flags are, where are they? Five so yards. Off, five yards off the wall. Yeah. Um, It's just like common practice. You shouldn't breathe going into a wall inside the flags or out of, like, or inside the flags going away from the wall. But it's it's all situational. Right. Depends but on the person. What, it depends on the coaches event. Coaches teach when they're trying to help right. you like make your turns and your races faster. And also going back to being young and not specializing. Mm-hmm. Right. Coaches aren't specializing kids basically in distance events, so they don't ever get into that nuance. Right. I think it is worth talking about that nuance with their distance swimmers, so they don't get stuck at that level. Okay. Right. Because it's very easy to. You know, have the same coach for your whole swimming career and then you go to college and you have a new coach and now this new coach is telling you to do something completely different. Right. But you've been told forever not to do that. There's going to be some resistance there. Right. So it's worth talking about, I think, with young kids, even if they don't, don't practice it, so to speak. However, back to the topic at hand, mm-hmm. bilateral breathing. Now, I also am not some sort of totalitarian dictator that would get angry with any of my swimmers if they decided to bilateral breathe every three strokes. That's what I do. He yells at me constantly. He's lying right now. (laughs) (laughs) If 
if that's someone's preference because it makes them feel comfortable, mm-hmm. I accept it. I will challenge them to practice other things. Comfortable, like at ease? At ease. Okay. At ease. Because there is a learning curve as well. Because when you're taking a breath every other stroke, mm-hmm. it's very easy to anticipate the breath and start rushing the breath. And then everything kind of gets out of sync and everything call, falls to shit. get into that gallop stroke too. Maybe. There's other factors with that. Right. Um, so it, it's, it is a bit of personal preference. However, you need to be practicing both options mm-hmm. so that in a, I don't know, in an open water race that you're trying to get to a buoy. By both options, you mean? Bilateral breathing. Be comfortable breathing on both sides. Mm-hmm. And breathing to just one side make sense mainly knowing how to breathe to both sides so that yeah. you can okay right so if i'm in an open water race and i don't know there's going to be a bottleneck at a buoy mm-hmm. i'm going to try to sprint to beat that bottleneck okay and in that instance the sprint in an open water race i would breathe every other stroke because i need that oxygen after i get through the turn Okay. Makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So it's situational and open water is very situational where it's it's dynamic and changing constantly because there's so many different factors. It could be people, it could be environmental, it can be whatever, mm-hmm. right? So keeping that in mind, none of the things that I'm talking about really is to say, do this outright. What about when you're learning to swim? Learning to swim, I always want people to pick one side. Does it matter or is it just what side they're comfortable with? Well, usually if you have an instructor or a coach, they should be able to help you determine which side. How do you do that? Figuring out which side moves better. Which side of their body? Yeah. Sometimes some people have limited, like limited, Jesus, limitation. (laughs) New word. (laughs) New word. Limitation uh, for their their head turning to one side or the other. Okay. But they might not realize that. Right. So they might think oh, I'm right-handed, I'm going to take my breath to the right side, but their neck is limited to the right side. They don't even realize it and they can't get air, but then they pick their head up and go, well, this is the side I, I want to use. Okay. All right, so somebody from an outside perspective might be able to help and go, well, you seem to be rotating better to your left side. Let's see how that goes, mm-hmm. right? But figure out which side you want to breathe to and stick with that side. And when someone's first learning, my preference is for them to try to breathe every four strokes. Why so, they, so little? So they can focus on the next breath coming and not feel rushed with the like next breath coming. Like get ready for it because they're yeah. still becoming comfortable with the movements? Right, exactly. Okay. It's like learning how to dance, right? You kind of have to like take it slowly first and then all of a sudden now you're doing the cha-cha-cha. The cha-cha-cha. I don't know where that came from. Oh. <laughs> cha-cha slide? Sure. Whatever makes you happy. The electric slide? If that's what you want to learn. Yeah. So my PE class in elementary oh school, God, we, we had to, <laughs> we had this substitute teacher once and he played on a tape. If anyone out there knows what those are, cassette tape, um, this like Mickey mouse exercise what thing. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. It was so funny. And it was, so, it was like this song and Mickey mouse sang it. And like you were doing like quote unquote, like exercise moves, like jumping jacks and like things you do when you're like nine and we had to do that for every time he came in as our sub and it was like 45 minutes and it was 
terrible and awful. And the other sub we had, we always got to do the electric slide. I don't know why these things were in my elementary gym We class. did square dancing in elementary school for Square PE. dancing? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was legit. Oof. It was good. Back to bilateral breathing, shall oh, okay, we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in a more competitive swimmer, mm-hmm. my preference is they breathe every other breath in anything over a 200 and especially in open water. But Every other, okay. But making sure they can do it on both sides. So I ask people to make sure they practice maybe by switching the side they breathe on by 25s or 50s or even 100s. If mm-hmm. you wanted to, you could do it by practice. You could say, well, this on Monday's practices, I only breathe to my left. On Tuesday practices, I only breathe to my right. There's well, nothing wrong with that, right? Okay. Yeah. I, I, it gives them the opportunity to kind of hone in on movements, to have a repetitive opportunity to make corrections. Mm-hmm. To me, that's why swimming's great. It's so repetitive, you can correct yourself within that repetition. And you don't have to stop and go, oh, I messed up. Well, it's coming back around. You can, you can work fix through it. it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's my preference for people. There has been some research done to, that says that breathing every three strokes, a majority or the average human being starts going into oxygen debt, whether you know it or not. It's very hard to determine that with swimming. How? Yeah, I was just going to say, how would you know? Like I've been doing that for years, like 20 plus years. I'm not sure. I, I don't remember the process for the research paper that I read. It's been about two years since I've read it. Interesting that he can't back this up. It is interesting. Mm. Um, however, it seems logical to me that when I run at a good 75% effort, mm-hmm. I can't exhale for three seconds and inhale for a second. Is that what you're saying you do in the water? If I breathe every three strokes, it's roughly three seconds of not breathing, of inhaling, right? Oh, okay. So you're exhaling for three seconds or you're you're holding your breath, which is, there's an argument there that you can do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means you're inhaling for about a second, exhaling for about three seconds. So is that the only negative? I was just going to ask, like, is there technically? I would, I would say the oxygen debt for me is the only negative i don't okay. think the i guess the other negative is just in the concept of it in that this concept that it can correct an injury that's not necessarily true yeah all right and so well, that's, yeah i mean people I need didn't... to be careful with that idea that that oh well my right side hurts it must be because i only breathe to my right side it's probably unlikely okay it might help but unlikely um so that's the or other negative, but it's not really like a negative, right? Anything. It's just it's just something people need to be, need to be aware of. Where there are, I think, more negatives to breathing every other stroke, right? If I don't, you don't know, have, right? Because that's if, what I do. What are they? If you besides oxygen, debt. if you don't no breathing every other, not breathing oh, I'm every sorry. three. The the negative for breathing every other is body position. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a very good breath it's very likely to disrupt your body position too frequently and cause more drag. Isn't that how you can get into the gallop? Not and necessarily. Then, no? No, I could gallop without breathing. It doesn't, your breath doesn't no, but necessarily. Isn't that, can't it like help you fall into it? I I don't know. I, I think any, it's just a, it's a, the gallop comes more from a resistance thing or 
if it is a breath thing, someone cutting their stroke short to get to their breath. Mm, okay. Right? If I exit my arm early so I can take my breath early, then I'll start galloping. But that doesn't okay. typically happen when I'm getting enough oxygen. I'm like having trouble picturing that, but I, I think I see what you're saying. So it's it's a negative short term to breathe every other. And it's short term because there's a learning curve that you'll have to understand to improve. At some point, you will improve and be able to breathe every other stroke with causing less drag. And that's to the same side. Correct. Okay. All right. But you shouldn't avoid that learning curve. You should lean into it. You should be willing to learn that as soon as possible. So if you breathe every three strokes, it will take you longer to learn how to breathe properly on one side. Because you're taking less breaths on that side. Yeah. I just also remembered that I definitely, in practice, I would like not breathe to a side if I didn't want to like look at someone. Uh, I would breathe, I would avoid breathing to a side in practice if there was like this giant wake that I knew was coming. Oh, that's smart. Mine was just, I'm a 12 year old girl and I don't want to breathe that way. And as a 12 year old boy, anytime I flipped on the wall and someone was next to me in the opposite lane, I would yell under the water. (laughs) Sounds like like someone wasn't very focused on practice. (laughs) Because I just wanted to get their attention and mess with them. (laughs) You're such a jerk. I was 12. (laughs) and a boy oh my gosh we we do stupid things so um don't don't be hard fast on these rules be able to do both breathe on the left breathe on the right be adaptable be be able to breathe every three be able to breathe every two be able to breathe every four Mm -hmm. because especially when it comes to open water you could potentially do all those things there's no wrong right. or right. Right. It is all up to the person to say, it makes more sense for me to do X. However, physiologically, mm-hmm. it makes more sense to breathe more frequently. Going back to the running example, when I'm running at a good 75% effort, I'm inhaling and exhaling roughly every second. I don't know if I've ever actually thought about that. It's worth thinking about. And when you don't run higher, more than three miles at a time on the treadmill while you're watching Netflix, I don't know if it really matters. Well, that's probably why you've never thought about it because you're too focused on watching Netflix and not how you're breathing when you run, which, well, who cares? <laughs> you're not a runner. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? Um, I had a point. I got distracted. Oh, sorry. Oh, anything higher than 75% effort, mm-hmm. the breathing is going to change also. Well, you I mean, mean, I stopped thinking about it. Yep. It's 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 that weird thing where you're like, you think so much in practice, working on things, and then you dive in on your race, and it's just like, ah! what's going to happen? I don't know. Right. And that and then, goes back to my point where we talked about earlier. That's why I can never get over, especially, and I can't wait for August to watch this idiotic, I'm sorry, these lovely commentators interview all the swimmers as soon as they get out of the pool. What were you thinking those last 10 yards? <laughs> It's like, bitch, I don't know. <laughs> I just pulled myself out of that pool. You think I even know who you are right now? Ridiculous. Whoa. Some, I should just some, have some anger we should, there. We should just have an episode where I rant about things. Let's save that. I would definitely entertain I would, at least I would two love people. to hear your rants about individual races during the Olympics. Oh my god, done. <laughs> Anyone remember Lily King? I'll talk about her forever and not in a nice way. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Someone's gotta learn some compassion no that's, no. Not, that's not what i'm thinking of sportsmanship, sportsmanship. My yeah. god yeah 
Um, so any any time someone is swimming and higher at a higher level than 75% effort, their mm-hmm. breath is going to change. It's going to be less of a slow exhale and more of an explosive exhale. And Under the mu- water. Uh-huh. And a more... Uh, not I don't want to say force. It's going to almost... Because it'll be an explosive exhale, mm-hmm. the inhale becomes automatic and becomes very brief. Okay. Right? So the slower you go or the lower effort you put into it, you can exhale slowly. But as you get faster, that doesn't work. It's just like so your body won't perform. Is that what you mean? What do you mean yeah, won't work? Yeah, it won't work for you. Okay. You'll start to, you'll go into oxygen then again because you're not clearing the waste fast enough. Okay. Yeah. So kind of, kind of the same topic because it's breathing, but a little off topic. Now, we're supposed to be having a debate here. Have I persuaded you that you should be at least tempting, attempting to breathe more frequently depending on the situation? Depending on the situation, yes. Will you practice But that's also because breathing? I'm pretty sure like I do that in races anyway. Really? <laughs> I don't I mean I'm pretty sure. I don't I don't ra- I haven't raced yeah, in forever. I don't know. Raced. Plus like I swim butterfly in races. I don't race freestyle. I oh. hate freestyle racing. What's your breathing pattern for fly? I don't know. 200 fly. Never did it. I all, are you joking? <laughs> joking? Do you know me at all? I'm joking. 200 fly. What's your breathing pattern? I don't have breathing patterns. I don't know. Uh, I think eventually two fly ended up doing one up, one down. Yeah. But like I also never swim two fly the way my coaches wanted me to. Everyone wanted me to like pace it and build. And why did you think you naturally gravitated to one up, one down? oxygen is your friend and you wanted to spend more time with your friend i mean maybe <laughs> that's what it was okay god i hated that race it's not an easy race no so i don't feel See, persuaded like this, is, this is hard for me because i've got a I, huge arsenal of knowledge no well yeah you just <laughs> you, i feel like people only listen to this podcast to listen to you shit all over everything i say <laughs> that is not true but like i have two areas of ways that i talk about things like there's practicing which to me is overarching that's what you do all the time like that takes up the majority of your swimming time Mm -hmm. and then there's racing and i do things differently because my practices were so long like i would practice for like two to four hours in high school it was awful so i'm not like i mean and we always did longer distance stuff even though i wasn't a longer distance person so i'm going to breathe more Evie's upset with you. Yeah, I know. And now I feel like I'm contradicting what I'm saying. I've like lost my train of thought. Yeah, because I won. I guess so. I feel like I, <laughs> I always, I don't know. I, I need to make I distinctions when I talk about things because yeah. to me, like I'm my, I will directly pull from what I do in practice because that's mm-hmm. more often what I do and I don't race anymore. Right. I was so going to say when I watch you swim easy, you breathe every three. Very naturally. Yeah. I feel like I only breathe to my right when I swim freestyle fast. The last time I did right. that was in the Bahamas last year. And so that's what I'm trying to think of right now. That's, I was about to ask you. Yeah. So there Probably. you go. So, so maybe we did agree after all. And your wife just doesn't know how to use her brain. Or maybe I just convinced you. Or maybe the bleach in my hair just got to my brain cells. Maybe. I don't know. I, I would like to ask people listening to at least try either setting a practice that you breathe just one side 
and another practice should be at the other side. Mm-hmm. And then you can go as go nuts and, and on a third practice, breathe bilaterally every three strokes. If that's just play you know, around with it. Yeah, play around with it. Become proficient in all the options and mm-hmm. don't use this idea of avoiding one side as a legitimate reason to not breathe to one side. Oh, okay. You right. Know, some people will say, well, I'm terrible at breathing on my left side. Mm-hmm. And plus Dominic said I could breathe to just one side anyway, so it's fine. No. So it's okay. Wrong. That's not what I'm saying. False. Be able to breathe to both sides consistently every other stroke. Because when you want to change it, you should be able to change it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I think that makes sense. Good. I, I think guess, we're done here. I guess I lose. For now. Unless... I'm I'm happy to come back to the table if you've done some research and you can... If there's any ever debate that I win... It would only be about donuts, probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. That's true. Um, I'm sure there's other things, too. But donuts, mostly. Probably non-swimming related. Non-swimming related, <laughs> for sure. All right. Let's wrap this up. Okay. Uh, anything people need to know? Find us on YouTube. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Find us on the internet. Subscribe to our podcast. Leave a comment. Let us know. Go to our website. Take time to review us. We'd really appreciate it. Please review us on iTunes. Even if you don't like us. I really don't care. Review. (laughs) I care. Don't review that. Um, (laughs) Go to our website. Mm -hmm. Lissa does a great job of writing blog posts on the website. Who knows the content that you can find there? Not even you me. run the not even me gamut of of things that you write about. It can be super random. So check that out. Obviously, subscribe to the podcast mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. always please give us feedback, uh, especially about this topic. Uh, if you have questions about this, also let us know. Let us know. I'm always happy to to respond and give you some of my thoughts on whatever your questions are. Mm-hmm. All right. That's that. Thank you. Bye.